In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning. This really is one of my favorite stories about being up in a tree. Um, I was one who liked to climb trees when I was a small child. And just yesterday, when we had across all of our grounds, people of every background coming to enjoy art, we also, you may have noticed, had people dressed up in all kinds of costumes, climbing trees. We had a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, we had two really cute baby tigers that I think Alan pointed out to me. And we had lots of children who were coming and saying, can I climb that tree? And I said, of course you can, just make sure you tell your parents first. Um, and I said, you know how many people have climbed that tree? Over a hundred years, we've seen this from generation to generation. And actually, tomorrow's gospel is about doing just that, climbing a tree. Zacchaeus, though, the one who was short in stature, the one who was so wealthy because he was a system manager, not just a tax collector, but a chief tax collector, an agent of empire who made lots of money, was up in a tree far from the Lord Jesus, and far really from polite society. A pastor who I know in Richmond put out on Facebook this week this question. His name's Jim Somerville. He's got a TV ministry. He's done this for 30 years. He's the head pastor of First Baptist Richmond, a wonderful man I've traveled to Israel with. He said, what are those things in our common life? He kind of threw the question out there that would push us out of polite society and up into a tree. It was remarkable, the responses that came almost instantaneously when he posed this question. Well, here are a few of the responses. Almost immediately, and the number one thing was divorce. I was divorced, and I went from being the center of a family or a social network to being right there where Zacchaeus was, right there on the edge. And boy, let me tell you, it was painful. Response after response. That was probably the number one Zacchaeus-like place, up in a tree. Another one was this. I'm a caregiver, and it takes a lot to care for somebody that I love who I don't understand any longer. I feel like I'm going from the center now to the margin. No one understands me. I'm giving all this care, but there's no one to help me. I feel like Zacchaeus all up in a tree. Another person said, because I follow the ideology of this political party or this political leader, I feel like I've gone from the center to the margin. I feel like my own beliefs are marginalized now, and I'm angry about it. Another who is a chaplain uh, at Westminster Canterbury in Richmond, Lynn McClintock, she said this, as someone who gives care, spiritual care, to lots and lots of folks, I feel marginalized as a minister and as someone who gives care because that kind of intimacy that I do for my vocation, it's not understood by many people, or at least in my experience, Lynn said, people don't want to understand it. They keep themselves far away from that kind of intimacy. And I feel like I'm often up in a tree, right? 
It was interesting, all these responses. Some people um, who said, you know, because of my gender identity, I feel marginalized, or because I'm a straight white man, I feel marginalized, all kinds of reasons. But I keep thinking about Jesus and Zacchaeus. I keep thinking about two marginalized people who have this encounter in the midst of a beautiful aspect of God's creation, a tree, a sycamore tree. One is a terribly marginalized man from Palestine, a marginal Jew, Jesus of Nazareth, who I think because he was so marginal, because he was so outcasted, we know where he's going. He sets his face to Jerusalem, to the cross, emptying himself in love. He sees Zacchaeus and he names him. It's a rare thing to have someone like Zacchaeus to get a name in the scripture, someone who's that marginal. And notice what happens when he's given a name. What do people do? They grumble, they're upset. How is it that a rich man can have any dignity at all? They say to themselves, grumbling. How is it that a man so short of stature can be of any account at all? And look where he is. He's hiding out. And you, you're going to his house? You're going to be near him and to love him? That's a scandal. This is why I love Jesus. He looks past all of these things unto a very, very rich man who was marginal because he was part of a much bigger system that he did not create and that in some ways had been working on him in his life and pushing him out on the edge. But instead of keep him at a distance or risk you know, being popular and upsetting people, he said it's okay to be unpopular sometimes. One of the things that in Mr. Somerville's thread, it said, I follow Jesus and I feel marginalized in my own family. I take risks and I take chances because I love the Lord. And people don't understand why I would go and help so-and-so or do such and such a thing. And people don't understand me anymore. It's an interesting set of responses. I want to end with a story just that's kind of harrowing at first. On Friday, when I came for the art show um, luncheon, I parked my car, and there's a gentleman who comes maybe every other week to deliver food. And he's a wonderful man um, who, you know, often will carry a weapon on his side. And I know this man very well because he comes to Peas and Grace uh, and helps us distribute food. And when we first started talking, he said, oh, are you looking, you know, at my weapon? And he had, you know, stickers all over his car, Virginia Citizens Defense League, all of these kinds of symbols. And I said, I'm not worried about that. I'm focused on this good and wonderful thing that you've been doing so faithfully for so long at our church. And he said, you know, one thing I love about grace is that though I may believe different things than you or someone else, I know that we are focused on a common purpose. I know that I'm loved and I can go out and do what the end of this gospel says, which is to save the lost, or at least to go to someone who might feel lost and feed them. It was really a beautiful moment just to hear this kind of thing, which is so counter to the violent speech that's in the media 
and a violent political culture that Habakkuk knew. If you look in this text, it's a lament text about the Babylonian Empire, right? And this prophet saying, I wish for an alternative world where conversations like that one could be had. We could focus more on going and inviting people down out of a tree and inviting ourselves to their home to love them. I pray for that kind of a world, and I thank you for every bit of good you do to go to someone who's different from you and love them across all of these wild dividing lines that exist. Maybe there's a part of you that's felt like Zacchaeus before. You had been in the center, and now you've been on the edge. If there's any part of your story or your spiritual life that's like that, I hope you'll know that God loves you and never lets you go and that he is the way of the Prince of Peace, the way that disarms, attracts, and does not scare. Amen.